So, Jack, I think uh, to start things off here, it's important to talk about the origin of the Boogaloo Boys. Uh, where do they come from, and how did they get their name? Because I had sort of always assumed that Boogaloo was some weird old-school Confederate word, but in your reporting, you discovered uh, that is not the case. Yeah, so basically the, the Boogaloo Boys, they come from uh, 4chan. That's where they originated, was a message board on 4chan, which is called K, which is devoted to uh, gun enthusiasm, uh, gun ownership, um, firearm stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and the name Boogaloo, um, it basically comes out of uh, their internet humor, their absurdist um, reactionary online humor. The name Boogaloo comes from the, uh, I think it's the 1984 breakdancing film featuring rapper Ice-T, uh, Break Into Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> and um, they basically repurposed that to, you know, say Civil War to Electric Boogaloo. And that's that's basically what a Boogaloo means is it's about, you know, an impending civil war and rationing up the uh, the tension in this country to advance those conditions. So it, it kind of sounds like they are an offshoot of the, uh, for lack of a better term, the alt-right movement in that uh, it, it's, it's mostly young people and they rely, uh, they use a lot of internet humor or, or try to use what they think is funny, sure. Uh, to, to to try to make their uh, ideology ideology seem more palatable. Right. Well, so the the interesting thing about them is a lot of the media coverage focused on uh, what I saw as arbitrary divisions. So there's kind of like um, you know the fascist uh, Nazi side of things. Um, but there's also this libertarian strain of thought and a lot of uh, media coverage focused on that split and kind of ignored their, you know, what, what brings them together, which is uh, not only a boogaloo or a civil war, but also, um, you know, the common values they share as, as reactionaries and right wingers. Basically, uh, white nationalism. Yes, essentially. Now, uh, you, you use the term boogaloo boys a lot in your in your story. Are there boogaloo girls? <laughs> um, from my re I think I only found like a handful. But yeah, no, it's it's definitely it's definitely mostly white men. Male dominated uh, gun fuckers, uh, reactionary uh, ideology. Uh, how do they use their ideology to I guess what I'm trying to say is how do they present their ideology to the public? Because as you noted, there seemed to be some confusion and uh, they, they, they seem to want to put forward a libertarian foot, but you know, you've and other people have found out that's not the case. So how do they present themselves uh, to the public? Well, I mean, I, th I think you summed it up uh, pretty good there. Um, basically what they do in a lot of their public statements and interviews with the media is they present this uh, this this perception that they're you know a populist big tent uh, you know group that's focused on individual liberty and um, you know small businesses and you know basically the libertarian line of thought. Uh, 
but you know if you get like uh basically what i did is i went through their leaked discord servers and um you know i found that uh essentially what they're doing here is they're trying to make themselves seem like libertarians while cloaking the the belief in advancing the conditions necessary for a civil war accelerationism basically yeah it's essentially accelerationism we're we're living in this time where there's these various reactionary groups operating whether it's sort of militia organizations or groups like the proud boys or uh, boogaloo boys and a lot of times concerns about these groups are dismissed because they're not that large they're not that highly organized um where do the boogaloo boys fit in this sort of spectrum of organization you know if if we're talking about they seem to have a a media strategy and how they present themselves are they trying to recruit more members is it just kind of a a club that they're happy with the size of and the the antics that they can get into themselves what what is their i mean obviously their goal i guess they talk about wanting to start a civil war but operationally how how effective are they at at moving toward that end well i mean i i think i think you've seen that online in the discourse um certain certain segment a small segment on the left is definitely uh, entertaining an alliance with them um mm-hmm. but you know i think i think when you get down to uh their actions what they're saying in private messages it's, it's pretty obvious um what 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 um unifies them and sorry I, could you repeat the question i don't think it, I, really I mean i don't it. know if there was a question there i was mainly just kind of kind of talking a, a bit but i guess i'm just curious like how i mean obviously any of these groups are a threat we've seen uh small disorganized groups target and kill socialists in our history this happens all the time i mean it could be a lone wolf that that's a threat but as far as like an organized group that is able to carry out or able to create the conditions on the ground to achieve civil war are they a threat actually in that way or is this just kind of uh uh uh, uh, some cosplayers who are still dangerous Uh, i think it's a little bit of column a and column b there um i think there's definitely a strain of them that are uh you know very committed to ratcheting up tensions here and starting a civil war. And I think, I think um, they're kind of luring in impressionable uh, libertarian, you know, the, um, the online young libertarian crowd to, uh, you know, build their, build their political power, build their organization. Um, but um, I guess broadly speaking, it's a pretty decentralized movement. Uh, they don't really have a leader thing. Um, but again, I, you know, they're pretty much all unified in this cause of a boogaloo. Um, whether they're conscious of it or not, uh, that's that's what this group believes in. Mm-hmm. So there are no leaders, but there are some are more prominent than others, and you uh, detail some of them in your story. I was wondering if you could uh, give a recap for our listeners, um, some examples of uh, some of the more famous uh, boog boys. Sure. So there was uh, Stephen Carrillo and Robert uh, Hustis Jr. And this was they were probably the, um, you know, most notable Boogaloo boys who who were 
you know, committing acts of violence near uh, BLM. Uh, and basically what they did is they did drive-by shootings, um, you know, while BLM marched uh, half a mile away um, at cops and law enforcement officers um, attempting to provoke a, a violent response. Um, there was also uh, three uh, Las Vegas Boogaloo boys who uh, told a confidential informant that they were planning on targeting a Black Lives Matter rally. Um you know, it, it, and it's, it's unclear whether they were targeting the cops or the protesters. I'm, I think they were, you know, going after the cops to provoke a, a violent response. That seems to be the, the tactic they're employing across a lot of this, uh, a lot of their violent actions. Well, it, it's it's telling that they have achieved more prominence out of the Black Lives Matter uprising over the summer against police. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember hearing too much about Boogaloo Boys prior to that. Maybe my memory is just all kind of screwed up right now. But they really at least got into the news and started defining themselves by showing up at these protests and kind of pretending to be on the side of black protesters, uh, saying they're there to protect them. But, you know, as you say, their, their motive here is to start some civil war. It's it's main mainly they're there in these highly volatile situations in hopes of agitating something. Yeah, no, I mean I that's I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, you know, I when researching this piece, I, I I kept coming back to why are these guys at Black Lives Matter protests with guns? You know, they say they're there to protect, but then you go through their what they're saying in private, and then these you know these actions of their you know trying to blow up cops and blow up protesters um you know it's it it's there's a disconnect there so i I found that um not only interesting but also extremely concerning uh given that some people seem to think that they're not really um you know think that they're uh they're falling for their libertarian facade versus what they you know the accelerationist belief in starting a civil war essentially yeah well jimmy door yeah yeah <laughs> yes without without mentioning any names jimmy door specifically but there's been some other ones as well i mean the 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 incoherence is 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 part of their ideology you know i mean it's 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 um it's something that you find in a lot of fascist reactionary ideology that it's not really meant to make sense um like they have a death drive uh, they want they want blood and they're in it for the lulls they're in it to like laugh about it so their main the main way they comport and I, I think this was like sartre who said this stuff back in, during world war ii like if you're arguing with fascists they're there just to troll you essentially you can't take anything they say seriously they don't have any real uh confirmed beliefs beyond that the, their death drive that they're after so I guess trying to find consistency in what the Boogaloo message is, it's it's, it's not important because there isn't going to be consistency. Well, yeah, no, and I and again, um, the media they do this intentionally because this is what the media focuses on. They focus on these arbitrary differences of, well, there's there's people arguing for you know national socialism and white supremacy, and then there's the the other strain of you know libertarians who denounce that, but 
you know, what do they really believe in that holds them together? And that's, you know, a reactionary worldview and this belief in a boogaloo. And I think that got missed, but um, yeah. And, and before the Black Lives Matter um, protests last summer, they were, uh, I seem to recall, a, a presence at uh, various rallies. There was one by the uh, State House in Virginia, in Richmond, and another one in Michigan, where maybe I'm confusing them with general uh, militia groups. Uh, but but is, is that right, Jack? That they were that they were there at both those rallies? Yes, they were. So the the first time they, you know. Um, came offline, so to speak, and did a, you know, in real life action was at the Virginia State House, the um, pro Second Amendment rally. Uh, but yeah, then as as COVID came and lockdown came, um, they were they were definitely present at the Michigan rallies. And, and uh, also, I, I believe it was three, um, but it could be more were implicated in the plot to kidnap and presumably assassinate uh, Gretchen Whitmer. How much is the group associated with uh, Donald Trump? I know that the Proud Boys uh, found alliance with the Trump movement. Um, do the Boogaloo Boys associate themselves with, with Trump at all? So, again, in public statements, they denounce him. And uh, in private messages I saw, they don't appear to be fans of him. Um, but it's interesting, one of the... Um, you know, unofficial leaders, Mike Dunn, who is, uh, you know, a former Marine Corps member, a former prison guard, um, you know, the, the profile of one of these guys, or a reactionary, I should say. Um, he, uh, he came out and said... Um, or maybe these are just like Ron Paul guys or, or David Duke guys. <laughs> ah, yeah. So, um, in terms of Trump, they they don't it's complicated uh some of them like him some of them don't um but what they see in him is this a person who pushes the conditions for tensions to rise for the boogaloo and i don't yes yeah exactly they they <laughs> that's the boogaloo. I, i'm getting the main theme here and that is that everything right. is about the boogaloo yep it's about the boogaloo <laughs> um but yeah so in terms of trump they're a little more complicated but yeah they 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 generally, um, they generally like. I would say they generally like him just because he was pushing the conditions to, uh, you know, pretty shitty places. Speaking of pushing the conditions, you mentioned that uh, Mike Dunn had some uh, uh, military experience. This is a common theme among Boogaloo boys, is it? Yeah, it's actually more common than other far-right groups. Um, there is a uh, Dr. Megan Squire who researches uh, online extremism at Elon. Uh, she noted this uh, in her research that um, the Boogaloo Boys definitely have more of a military presence than you know far-right militias, the Proud Boys, um, and other far-right groups like them. That's um, uh, it's it's like. You know, it, it, it reminds me of uh, fascist movements past and how you basically would not have the rise of fascism in the in the 20s and 30s without the trauma of World War One and 
uh, all the all the hatred and killing that it involved and how it, it warped the minds of people like Hitler and Mussolini who served. Right. Yeah. No. And, and that's definitely um, it's definitely a point I, I came across. I mean, look at uh, you look at Mussolini's march on Rome in the black shirts and all, you know, mostly former World War One military members. Same with brown shirts and in, in Nazi Germany. Um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely definitely has some uh, reminiscent tendencies of traditional fascism. Given the internet subculture vibes here, is this mostly younger people that are associated with it? It's it's really hard to tell. It does seem like younger people, but I, I came across a lot of boomer memes and like, you know, uh, memes glorifying Thomas Jefferson. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's they have a really weird sense of humor. Like it it is like that kind of absurdist irony, younger online poison type of humor. But then there's also just like boomers who uh you know don't want the government to take away their guns or else they'll go david crash on you know the atf or something hmm. didn't work out too well for david yeah so. let's yeah let's no. not drag <laughs> david here <laughs> so jack uh is there anything else you'd like to leave our audience with on the on the subject of the boogaloo boys anything we uh we didn't really touch upon here yeah, there's a lot, but I mean, I'll, we'd be here for hours talking about it. Well, you know what? You can read Jack's piece. It's uh, over at counterpunch.org. It's called Civil War 2.0 on the Boogaloo Boys, Reactionary Accelerationism and Coalition Building. The uh, photo beneath the headline is of a uh, very dumb looking Jimmy Dore uh, talking to a Boogaloo Boy. Honestly, Jimmy Dore, he, sometimes he looks like a South Park character to me. He just has such a fucking punchable face. But uh, maybe we'll cut that out. I don't know. No. But anyway, uh, go and read Jack's piece. It is a few thousand words long. It is a nice read to uh, curl up to with a cup of tea and think about how everything is going to shit. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jack, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jack. <laughs>